Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. First off, as you heard in Southeast Radio News, we received information from the HSE that due to the high levels of COVID 19 in the community and the continued increase of patients attending Wexford General Hospital with COVID 19, hospital management and the advice from the infection control team within the hospital are introducing a temporary pause on visiting to the following wards Joseph's, Aidan's, Florence's, and Bridget's. Visiting on compassionate grounds can still be arranged by contacting the clinical nurse manager nurse in charge of the affected wards. Hospital management would like to thank the public for their understanding and cooperation at this time. Now they are so uh, snowed under at the moment that they aren't linking in with us today but have been informed by one of the people involved in publicity with the hospital that they will hopefully talk to us over the coming days. But let's get a reaction from independent counsellor and paramedic uh, Jer Carty who joins me now. Good morning to Jer. Good morning Alan. It hasn't gone away Jer has it? Far from it. No, I- no, far from it, Alan. We spoke a couple of weeks ago in relation to it, and I suppose that you had ran a poll in relation to should we or shouldn't we open the nightclubs, and sure, we've done that, and we'll see the results of that probably in the next 10 to ten to 14 days. Uh, Wexford General Hospital is under serious pressure. Uh, the staff up there are working tirelessly to protect and help and care for the most vulnerable in our society in County Wexford. Yes, the numbers are relatively low in the county, but the, the work continues and works and um, work continues at a very intense level in Wexford General Hospital from the manager right down to to the wards and they're under major pressure as you said. Uh, there's issues now with visiting and uh, that's something that'll have to be supported by the community and as you said, uh, compassionate grounds will be facilitated by the nurse manager on the ward. But we need to to look at it in the context of Yesterday, I think there was 30 people in the A&E lodged, so that means that they're to be admitted into the hospital. So it's like the bucket of water. If you, if you fill it to the rim and you let nothing out of it, sure, it's going to overflow. Um, we were promised 90 beds on the new capital plan. Yes, the 90 beds would be very welcome, but they're only replacing the St. Joseph's and Aiden, Aiden's ward. We need 100 new beds for Wexford General Hospital. We have just below, I think, 10 below, 170 admissions daily to Vincent's, and Wexford General is up to about 161 or two. So you can imagine the pressure that the, that the hospital is under. St. Vincent's University Hospital in the centre of Dublin, and we have 10 less uh, presentations, sorry, a day. Wow. I mean, these are startling statistics emerging today, and now I can understand why uh, they were uh, so snowed under that they can't link in with us, and we have very good relationships with the hospital when it comes to getting this information out there, but the information you're sharing with us this morning is quite startling, Ger, and needs to get out there, and you're, you're getting it out this morning now. What can you we... Generally, that, yeah. that, you know, as I said, is that surge capacity, because look at the amount of presentations, the amount through the walking into the ED, but also via the ambulance. The ambulances are delayed because there's no room to put the patients. And unfortunately, the person that rings 999 will have to receive an ambulance, you know, hopefully from County of Wexford, but maybe from surrounding counties. And it's it's a crisis in the staffing levels across the HSC that needs to be dealt with by, by central government. And it needs to be dealt with by... Uh, Michal Martin, Leo Vracker and uh, Eamon Ryan. It needs to be set, dealt with by those individuals. It's at a crisis stage right. at the moment. And to be honest, I don't know how they're going to magic the nurses and the paramedics that are required uh, to, to sort this problem. Because it's going, with the best intentions in the world, it's going to take you know, up to two years to train either. 
you have been, you and your team of paramedics, uh, people, the, your fellow paramedics, and of course the doctors, and we've spoken to the consultants and the staff of Wexford General Hospital, we've spoken to some of the ICU nursing staff as well. Uh, I mean, at this point in time, you must be just completely zonked from all of this, are you? Absolutely. The staff right. across the HSE in every discipline are burnt out. And I think... I, it didn't require a genius to understand when there was 1,800 staff out with COVID across the HSE, across the country, that in their wisdom, the government decided that they'd put more pressure on the hospitals and they'd ignite the COVID pandemic across the uh, nightclubs and the schools are becoming a problem as well. So paediatric uh, admissions will be an issue also. Like, it's near time that they started to listen to the medics, the people that know how a pandemic works right. and how best to mitigate against it. And they haven't done that, and we're going to reap the benefit of this in the next co- in the coming weeks. When, you know, when people won't, have, won't be able to access uh, care at the point of contact because because of overcrowding and just a, a surge capacity and a capacity issue across the, the acute services. 52% of people in ICU at the moment, or what is the percentage? I, I mightn't have got it exactly right, but there's a huge percentage of people in ICU. Non-vaccin- non-vaccinated. And, and vaccinated, Jared. Isn't there, yeah. isn't there a, a quite a high percentage of people? Sure, I, allude, I alluded to before, we've, we've, we've staff across the HSE on a daily basis, no uh, COVID positive with double vaccination. And you know, they're waiting on a, on a decision uh, on whether to, to go with a booster. So, mm. you know, they need to be getting their act together because we're coming into to the flu season. There's a big emphasis now on getting the flu vaccine. And I'd encourage anyone that can uh, get it to get it because it'll help, you know, to alleviate pressure on the hospitals. Yeah, but that's a, that's the question it, I put to you. Is it, is it working? Are, are the vaccinations working? Because that is the question people would expect me to put to you. What, it, do you think it's working? I think it is, Alan, to, to an extent. But we, we've come, become complacent. Like, we need to go back to, you know, being very compliant with masks, hand washing, hand sanitizing. You know, everything that we were doing so well at the start of the pandemic, we need to revert to that. Or we're going to have a very difficult Christmas. Um, and it, it's kind of, it's certainly looking that way at the moment from a health service point of view. Right. Um, you, you were vehemently against. You, you were vehemently against the reopening of the nightclubs. I, I sense from you today, on the basis of what we've already just after seen at just one weekend, do you remain as strong on the fact that these nightclubs should not have been allowed to reopen? Yeah, I, I 100% stand over what I said in relation to that, and I believe your uh, straw poll that you had, yeah. north of 90% in relation to that. But That's in true. the wisdom to keep the to keep certain fractions of society happy, um, they went ahead with us, and they're going to. It's going to be very, very serious in a, in a couple of weeks' time. I, I do think. Oh, mm. I could be wrong, and I hope I am, but I don't think I will be. Mary says, what do you expect with some pubs, restaurants, etc., not checking COVID certificates? I've stopped going out again. The risk is too high. People are stupid, says Mary. But I think the onus is on all of us. If you're not asked for your COVID cert, do not go in. That will soon change tax. Oh, I think, well, and, and, and I think it's, it's been advertised, Alan, that if, if they don't ask you for it, and if you don't feel safe, Bring your business somewhere else. Exactly. But as I yeah. said in relation to the nightclubs, you know, they should have left them closed. If if the, if a nightclub made fifteen thousand on a bank holiday, October bank holiday weekend in two thousand and nineteen, and made say fifteen or twenty thousand, well, government should subvent them that for for that period of time to allow us to get over this hill that we're we're facing at the moment. Because we're not just dealing with COVID in the realm; we're dealing with the flu. You know, we're dealing with everything else that the winter brings, and you know. Let's be fair, the HSE was under serious pressure before any pandemic. 
We were short 250 intensive care beds prior to any pandemic. And in a pandemic with, with, a, with a similar problem and that was never dealt with. So, you know, there needs to be a lot of giant of thinking and, and I'm very disappointed to see that, you know, NEFID, the HSC, the Department of Health are at loggerheads. They need to be united in the, in the fight against the right. pandemic to bring us back to the society we had almost two years ago. Right, well, look, the people are starting to fire in the text here and get them into us on 0873737956 or give Mary Ann a call on 0539145222. Listen to this message, Ger. Uh, this listener says, I think it's time to disband and exit Neffet with immediate effect, saying the same old and every evening briefing month after month and blaming bank holidays in different age groups week have, after week. Sorry, now, sorry Alan, yeah. have, they ever been, have they ever been wrong in relation to the advice that they gave government? Well, you tell me. I, I believe that they haven't been wrong. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, that the decisions they made were correct at the time to protect the most right. vulnerable in our society. And unfortunately, politics took over the, uh, what the medics were doing uh, and the brinksmanship started and we are where we are at the moment. Yeah, this we're listener just yeah, 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 this listener, and I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond to what they say. They say they are just too fond of the limelight. But uh, I, I get from you, you're very supportive, Neffet. Absolutely, I'm very supportive of them because they know exactly what the trajectory of a pandemic is, how to deal with it, how to fight it. Like, they were well prepared even before this hit our shores uh, and probably years and years of research in relation to global pandemics. So they're the best positioned. The politicians are not, and I'm one of them, but I don't make those decisions to make them at central government level. Yeah. And they're not in the best position to make those decisions, given the context of the pressures and the lobbying that's going on at national level to open up society in certain areas. Like we were very, okay. people were very comfortable up to two weeks ago, and they were happy to stay at that level, probably indefinitely, at least for another three or four months. But no, they had to put the pressure on. They had to jam up the hospitals, put the pressure on the hospitals, and that's from that's pressure from the management down. The people that are managing these hospitals and and ambulance services and all, they have to go home at night and that pressure does, you don't switch that pressure off when you walk in at home. That's yeah. there all the time because the phone is ringing, ambulances are held up, the Linda O'Leary, the manager's has, uh, phone is ringing, we're at escalation. It doesn't go away. Right. But the, the politicians make the decision and we we suffer. All right, well, I, I, I mean, to be fair to you, you're, 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 you take both boxes. You're a politician and a paramedic, so you're there at the coalface. Look, I've got to wrap it up for the moment, and I, I sense from you deep frustration this morning. What do you think needs to be done urgently? Close down the nightclubs again? What, what are you suggesting? We're going to have to ride it out now, unfortunately, Alan, for a couple of weeks to see what, what way this is going to go, and we'll probably, at some stage in the next coming months, face restrictions again, and... I didn't make the decision. We all know who made those decisions, and they'll have to live with those decisions. Thank you, Jerry. What I would say, yep. what I would say to them is, I think that they, they certainly need to have a task force now in relation to the staffing levels across the HSE in every um, in every area of uh, the health service. Thank you for taking our call this morning. Strong words there from independent councillor and paramedic Jerry Carter. Southeast Radio's morning mix.